You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. Well, welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. I hope that you've just been having um, a great start to your Monday and you've been enjoying all the resources that we've been sending out to just go along with the free fertility guide as part of Baby Dust. If you haven't checked those out, definitely check the show notes below because we'll link to that directly explore different topics and see past podcast episodes and a whole lot of other good stuff. Um, but today we have a wonderful fertility expert guest with us, Dr. Jaremba. Welcome. Thank you for being here on the show um, and just spending some time to chat with us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about all things fertility. It's my favorite thing to talk about. So glad <laughs> to be here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm delighted to have you here. You know, I've, I came across you on Instagram. I feel like Instagram is such an amazing place to find people because you really get to see the passion for something like fertility. One of the things that I recognized right away was, you know, you're passionate about fertility, but you're also providing some really great educational content on it, which is just, it's so needed and so special. So thank you for that. And all the time that you put in to that work, I know sometimes I feel like, you know, you put out your Instagram posts and um, it's work, but it really does make a difference. I think for the community as a whole. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> with that, um, I, for those of you who are listening, Dr. Zerb was nodding her head and I forget sometimes, <laughs> you know, um, my, I've done podcasts for a long time now, but my back is actually video. And so sometimes I have to remember, oh, wait, my guest, my, my audience does not see my guest, but that's all right. We're moving past that. <laughs> but anyway, one of the things that I love to start off these, these podcast episodes with is just to kind of find out how did you arrive in the world of fertility? Was this your plan going into your, your doctor training? Did you kind of land here unintentionally? We, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, so I got into functional medicine after having some of my own health issues. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was early on years back now in college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there has to be another way to kind of address this. And, you know, I went through my own health issues. I had a cyst rupture that put me in the hospital and it actually, they thought it was appendicitis. So I had Mm -hmm. my appendix taken out and it was just a cyst. So that was where I started going down the path of maybe I don't need to be on birth control because I'm having issues. And it snowballed into a lot of other things. I had a friend who was trying to conceive and she couldn't get pregnant and was told her only way was IVF. And so I just wanted to see like, there's more to it than just that. And you know, I worked with her and I had other patients starting to work with me. And I found that I could help people get, achieve this really big goal of having a baby. And it was just something that feels so special to be a part of with so many couples that are trying. So that was how I got into the fertility realm. And I've had a lot of patients that have had babies now, which is super exciting. (laughs) Yeah, that is really exciting to see the joy once couples have reached that goal of having a child. I can imagine that's just really fuels the desire to keep going in this space. For sure. Yeah. And I had my own daughter earlier this year. So congratulations to, yeah, thank you. Continues to just push that understanding of, you know, how good it feels to hold your baby for the first time. But also I can really relate to what it feels like to have a negative pregnancy test when I want it to be positive. So um, I can feel a lot of those 
things and connect with women on that level as well. Yeah, I think that's super unique and super special when you can come into this space having experience like that. Um, there are so many wonderful providers um, who who don't have children or or maybe men who haven't had the the female experience. And so I think there's just something special to, especially I'm sure a lot of the clientele, I know that you're probably seeing couples heavily, but you know, as women, we like to connect with our provider. We like to connect with the person who is, who is helping us get there. And so that's, that's a unique and really valuable, it's not even a toolkit, but it's a value experience to bring to the table. It's compassion that is, I think a lot of times not always present in this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even getting my first pregnancy test I took was negative and I Mm -hmm. cried because even knowing everything I know, nothing really prepares you for that. And it is, it is difficult. So yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I can at least relate to people in that regard a a little bit more. Mm, Yeah. So your work, we were just talking before I hit the record button, you were sharing that you've recently done a lot of deep dive into the world of the vaginal microbiome. Um, I love this topic. And obviously we've been talking about microbiomes for years. The gut microbiome specifically has been just a big deal in health space and for good reason. Um, But more and more research is coming out connecting the vaginal microbiome to fertility. So I wondered if we could take a minute, I know you've, you've spent a lot of time recently diving into that. Would you mind introducing us to what the vaginal microbiome is? Yeah. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic because the gut microbiome is exploding everywhere. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. talk about it with so many things, but one thing that's maybe not talked about as much is the vaginal microbiome. And this this plays a huge role in our fertility because it is literally the entrance of how sperm gets to the egg. So we need it to be a healthy area and healthy place for sperm to thrive and also to be able to, you know, support a lot of, a lot of things there. So when we talk about the vaginal microbiome, it's dominated by a species called lactobacillus. And ideally, this is just kind of the species that thrives and lives in the vaginal canal. However, there are other bacteria and yeast that can exist. And, you know, it varies a little bit from person to person. But if there begins to become dysbiosis in the vaginal canal, similar to in the gut, this can create issues, um, making it difficult for sperm to pass through, not creating an ideal environment for sperm to move through, and can also lead to increased risk of infections and just difficulty um, creating inflammation in the vaginal canal, which can impact the overall reproductive tract. So it's kind of an overview of how that can, you know, begin to impact fertility. Mm, Yeah. It kind of seems like a big deal if sperm can't thrive making their way to the egg. Um, what are, do do are there specific things that you see that really predisposition a woman to, to have those significant shifts in her vaginal microbiome? Um, because it's so new, you know, we know like with the gut microbiome, it's pretty well established. Everybody kind of knows, or you can look it up. These are the things that are known to cause problems, but what about for that area? Yeah. So some similar things can cause disruption in the vaginal canal. Most women, maybe not all, but probably most of us at some point have taken antibiotics and then Mm -hmm. we end up with a yeast infection three weeks later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why is this happening? And that can still impact the microbiome in the vaginal canal. Um, Most, some women don't experience that, but you know, some of us unfortunately have. And um, when we're looking at just the overall health of the microbiome, there's five different types of states that they use to kind of gauge 
what you as an individual might be. Some of these are considered more ideal for fertility, and some of these might be considered more inflammatory. Even though the bacteria might be ideal, they can cause inflammation in some cases. I've had a couple of patients recently that they have had, they've been this type of uh, microbiome and they have had difficulty conceiving. And one of them was having difficulty maintaining a pregnancy. So once we address some of those issues, they're now both, one is in the second trimester, one is approaching second trimester. So that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, but what's interesting with this too is bacterial vaginosis is something that maybe women have heard of, but aren't totally familiar with what it is. And what's interesting with this is it can affect 30% of all women ha can have bacterial vaginosis. Of that 30%, up to 80% may be asymptomatic. So that's a huge wow. number of women that yeah. may not even be aware that they have this. Um, that rate is going to be potentially a little bit, or that risk is going to be a little bit higher in women who have other women as sexual partners compared to women that have just men as sexual partners, just because the microbiomes can influence one another. But this is something to kind of keep in mind when you're working with patients if they've had a history of vaginal issues, um, it may not always be as black and white of you have symptoms, there's an infection. Um, so most women are aware when there's, you know, major symptoms present, something smells, some discharge is different. There's a lot of itching or pain with sex, but there's 80% of these 30% of women are asymptomatic. That's a lot of people that could be affected. And although the rates aren't as high from an infertility perspective, if you someone has untreated bacterial vaginosis or BV for long enough, this can begin to create inflammation in the reproductive tract and can lead to issues with the fallopian tubes, um, can cause potentially contribute to pelvic inflammatory disease or PID. And so these are all things to keep in mind. I have a lot of patients that come to me like, why do I have issues with my fallopian tubes? I've never had an STD. Why is this happening? And these are some things to consider just because of how prevalent and it can possibly be. Mm, that's, that's really fascinating because it, we hear this in our group all the time. Um, I wouldn't say a large number of our group members are posting and saying, Hey, I, I, we found block tubes on, on the test. Uh, but we do have a fair amount. And I, I think it's not uncommon for, for women to be saying basically what you just said. I've never had a STD. I've, I, I, I don't know where this came from. Has anybody else had this experience? Um, and so, I mean, bacterial vaginosis is really common. Um, how effective is it? You know, a lot of times we think we can just go get some over the counter, some sort of cream treatment, call it a day and we're good to go. Um, does that actually take care of the problem? Is this something that needs to be addressed more intensely? If you know it's there, obviously this question is really geared towards people who know they have this problem. Um, but, but what does that look like? It, does it need to be ongoing addressed? Yeah, so there's a number of things I look at with my patients, whether it's a very specific, you know, some sort of suppository that I recommend to them specific to whatever they have going on. Um, sometimes, sometimes they'll go through treatment and then they'll be like, oh, actually I was experiencing symptoms. They just became so normal to me that I didn't really recognize mm -hmm. that it was something that was happening. Um, some women even have really broad or vague symptoms like maybe fullness in the pelvis, but not increase in discharge, or they might notice changes right before the period. I hear that a lot where there's more itching or more discomfort before the period or even after sex. And this can kind of lead into, you know, the next 
thing that we can talk about. But um, yeah, so there definitely are some things that we can focus on from a treatment perspective, but a lot of things too that you would do for your gut health, like increasing fermented foods, probiotic rich foods, um, keeping a diverse diet is going to help promote diversity in the microbiome, whether it's in your mouth or your gut or your vagina. Um, so a lot of those things, there is overlap with how it supports the body as a whole. Mm. It's amazing though, when you break that down, because it's like the dietary approach, the probiotics approach, it's like, wow, this actually benefits so many different systems in my body. It's not just, not just supporting the gut and, and whatever else is going on in there. Uh, and so that's kind of an encouraging thought though, to know that you can make that change and then see perhaps even benefits in lots of, lots of different systems. Mm -hmm. But anyways, bringing it back for a second, you mentioned pain with sex, which is something that I feel like is relatively common. I've never heard of that connected with bacterial vaginosis. Um, could you explain that? Yeah. So I'm going to kind of back myself up a little bit more yeah. and I want to talk about pH. This is something that maybe people are familiar with, but maybe not. And how this can be related to a couple of different things. So the vagina is a very acidic and a, and a healthy vagina is a very acidic state, essentially. Um, it needs to be acidic and it's partially acidic because of the lactobacillus or the bacteria mm. that live there. And we need that acidity to help um, support sperm as it moves through. And it helps to prevent us from getting other infections or reduces risk of other things. Like we could go way into like HPV and STDs and other things like that. Um, a couple of things to keep in mind, uh, semen is more alkaline or more basic. So it's created like that so that it can help, it can move through the cervix more efficiently. What's also more basic is cervical mucus. So that's why the timing of having sex in your fertile window because of ovulation is also super helpful because the cervical mucus supports the sperm to move through the vagina, through the cervix, and then up into the reproductive canal. Um, our period blood is also a bit more alkaline. So that can sometimes be where women say, I feel like I get a yeast infection right before my period or during my period. Um, so the, the shifting of the pH throughout the month, throughout the cycle, throughout all of these different things that we're, you know, moving through, having sex, not having sex, having a period um, can really, it, it fluctuates. But ideally we want it to stay acidic. Now, if we start to see something like bacterial vaginosis, this will actually most of the time cause the pH to increase and it'll be more of a basic, in more of a basic or alkaline state. Um, this can create inflammation in the GI tract because there's potentially overgrowth of bacteria that shouldn't be there that we typically see with BV. And this inflammation may, you know, the vagina and the cervix and the uterus are all really, really close to one another. So if we have inflammation in the vagina and potentially in the cervix, this might start to kind of create inflammation in the uterus, which might show up as pelvic discomfort or heaviness. Um, and then of course there's anatomical considerations too. Some women might have a longer vaginal canal, some might be shorter and that plays a role too. Um, that obviously we don't have control over. It's just our anatomy, <laughs> but, um, those are some things or that's just something to keep in mind of how those symptoms may all correlate with one another. I don't know if you've noticed over on Instagram, but I have been sharing about a brand new resource that I have available. It's a free ebook called The Condensed Guide to Getting Pregnant. And I wanted to just take a minute today to let you know that it is available for you. If you head over to my website, blissberrywellness.com and click the free ebook tab right there at the top.
Now I have been in the fertility space for five years now, and I've noticed there are some really key things that I continually have to educate on and specific questions that I just find myself answering over and over and over again. And so in this ebook, I actually sit down and break down those top five questions, things like how to identify that you are actually ovulating, what you should focus on and when you should start seeking out extra support. And so I talk about all of these things in depth in this free ebook, and I wanna make sure that you get your copy as soon as possible. This is an amazing resource. I am so excited to share with you. So head over to my website, blissberrywellness.com and you can find it there. It seems like there's so much that goes on in the vaginal canal that is so much beyond just, you know, we, we always, you know, you think about, you know, when you want to get pregnant, okay. You know, the mechanics of it being intimate in the, the timely fashion, making sure the sperm can get to the eggs, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden we, we start breaking down things like the vaginal bacteria and it's like, wow, this is actually incredibly complex. And there are mm-hmm. a lot of factors going on here that need to be working in sync in order for conception to happen optimally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it's really interesting. And just if there's disruption to it, you know, not only do we feel that, but it can lead to other issues as well. And helping to balance that system can, can really help <laughs> a number mm-hmm. of ways. <laughs> So before, before we transition here, cause I want to, I want to hear from you on how we can connect with you before we wrap up for today. Um, one more thing that I really wanted to ask, um, was really re- surrounding testing. How, is there a way to test the vaginal microbiome? Um, obviously a lot of providers are not actively going in and saying, let's evaluate this area of your fertility. Um, so what does that look like? Is it easy to access testing? Yeah. So, um, I of course recommend working with someone. So when you get Mm -hmm. the results back, someone can help you with what to do with them. For sure. Um, (laughs) A really sometimes basic place is you can do pH strip testing. It's not going to be super diagnostic, but you can get pH strips at like Walgreens and see, you know, are you more alkaline or are you more acidic? And even though that's not going to be super diagnostic, it can help, you know, I need to maybe follow up with my doctor, especially if you are having symptoms, I definitely recommend that. Um, but there's other tests that look at the microbiome of the vaginal canal. Um, Evie is one, I think they're doing a lot of testing with that and they might not look at the, so there's a lot of stuff that's diagnostic with BV, like looking at different changes in cells. I don't think it looks at that, but it can look at the microbiome. So there, it will see if there's abnormal bacteria. Um, I order a lot of testing for my patients through microbiome labs. Um, so there's a, there's a few companies that are doing that type of, those are the two I'm familiar with. I know that there's more, but those are the two I primarily work with. Um, so that can be something that can be done. And what's nice about that is those are at home tests. So you don't have to go and get a, get an exam necessarily to have that swab done. Although if you are concerned, you know, medical disclaimer, you should go see your doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, those are some things that you can do at home. So. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. And I think there's something less intimidating about, uh, you know, when there is an option to have a test that you can take the kit home or have it shipped to you, do it in the privacy of your home and then send it back. So that's, that's just good to know that, you know, it, if you're not interested for those of you who are listening and going in for another uh, pap smear and pelvic exam and anything else they might want to do during that gynecological workup, um, if you find a provider who does work with these tests, this gives you a little more privacy. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially in the fertility space, it feels like 
you want, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a special desire for privacy, even though personally having been through this journey a couple of times, um, just to know that, that those test results are going to be more secretive, um, and kind of kept to yourself. But anyways, now that I'm rambling, um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us about the vaginal microbiome. Um, for anyone who's listening and would be interested in connecting with you, where can they do that? Yeah. So as you mentioned, you found me on Instagram. I am mm -hmm. all natural doc on Instagram. You can search that, or you can search my name, Dr. Katie Zaremba. Um, and then I'm on TikTok, all natural fertility. So I post a lot of content to both of those. Excellent. Well, we'll, and then we'll I'll give you my website too. Yeah, it's just, please do. just my name. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll we're going to include that in the show notes below. So if you're listening, you're eager, you're ready to check that out, um, please check the, the the links below. Click those, but definitely head over to Dr. Zaremba's Instagram, where she posts a ton of excellent information. Um, you can just kind of scroll through there; you'll learn so much. Uh, so, at the very least, I recommend that you go and connect with her there. But Thank you for taking the time today. I know we've had a little bit of audio issues, which as I'd said in our last audio issue, we've edited this so that it will not seem like we had some disconnect, but we did experience some disconnect today <laughs> and kind of jumping on and off. So thanks for uh, rolling with us on that um, and, and taking the time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun to just talk about fertility and vaginal health. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for those of you who are listening and have hung out with us to the end of the episode. As always, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We have more great episodes with experts coming at you very, very soon. So with that, we're going to sign off for today and we'll see you on Monday. I'd love to connect with you. I love connecting with each and every one of you, hearing your stories and just finding out what topics and resources would be the most helpful to you on the journey. Head over to Instagram, give me a follow. You can find me at Hannah Bowers, I-N-H-C. I've got all sorts of goodies over there from recipe tutorials to mindfulness exercises to little lifestyle hacks that are going to revolutionize your fertility. So definitely head over there so we can hang out. Now, while you're there, you should also check out my new course, the Fertility Roadmap. Now, this isn't like any other course that you're going to find on the market. This is a really special course that I have developed working with clients, supporting the 20,000 women in my community and implementing the dietary and lifestyle strategies that I talk about personally. Now, I can tell you that there are so many different interventions out there and it can be really overwhelming trying to identify what lifestyle shifts are actually going to support you the most with your fertility. Fertility. And so in my course, the Fertility Roadmap, I'm actually breaking down some of those bigger pieces. We are spending a lot of time talking about how to shift your nervous system into a state that supports conception and pregnancy and having a beautiful baby. This is something that I discovered in my most recent or my last fertility journey that made such a difference. And so I can't wait to share these secrets, these nuggets of wisdom, these simple things you are going to go, oh my goodness, how did I not know that these could help me get pregnant? I'm going to break these down and share them with you in my course, The Fertility Roadmap. So you can find that on my website, blissberrywellness.com. Hey friends, if you're looking to improve egg and sperm quality, then you need to check out Full Wells Fertility Booster. 
This powerful supplement is supercharged with antioxidants like coenzyme Q10 and N-acetylcysteine to help improve the quality of both egg and sperm. That means you only need to buy one bottle of this product and you and your significant other can both benefit from all of the nutrients it provides. Head over to fullwellfertility.com and use the code, all caps, BLISSBERRYWELLNESS at checkout to save.